Welcome to Now Let's Talk, the podcast, where Vanessa Corwin and Kathleen Kahn will be talking to people about the challenges they're experiencing because of the COVID pandemic. Hello, I'm Vanessa Corwin. And I'm Kathleen Kahn. The restaurant business has been devastated during COVID. Michael Stewart, owner of Tavern on Jane in New York City's West Village, shares his story of survival. Michael, thanks for joining us today. Welcome to the podcast. Let's start uh, from the beginning. How long have you been in the restaurant business in New York? And how long have you owned Tavern on Jane? I've been in the restaurant business in New York probably close to 36 years. Um, Owner of Tavern on Jane uh, for 20, I'm in my 26th year of ownership of Tavern on Jane. Is Tavern on Jane uh, a landmark building? Yes, it is. It was uh, built in in 1842. And um, originally, I believe, from the understanding I have, it was a paddock for uh, Sir Lord Abington. And um, and so they kept their carriages and horses and whatnot in this building uh, back in 1840 since then. But, you know, it's been many different forms of restaurants or a bakery uh, and a speakeasy and, uh, you know, many different things over the years. Our podcast is audio only for our listeners who don't know your restaurant, who don't know New York. Could you describe what it looks like? Absolutely. You, you walk into Tavern and right away you get a sense of being in a place that's special, number one. And uh, it's got a very historic feel. Um, when you enter the tavern, um, it's got tin ceilings. It's got wide plank oak floors. Uh, it's got a 20-foot mahogany bar on the one side. And on the other side, it's got banquettes uh, that are elevated to give everyone a similar uh, height and seating in the bar area. And then we have the original brick walls. Uh, we have three uh, little kind of distinctive rooms. And then they're all very comfortable. I know you're in the meatpacking district. Is um, I think you got you were there before the meatpacking district became so famous. When I came here, we were still known as the West Village, and I believe we still are, you know, as, as part of the West Village. Um, as the meatpacking district is defined, we are in the uh, on the very edge of the meatpacking district, but we've also been, you know, a big part of the West Village you know, since the you know, inception of Tavern on Jane. Can you tell us a little bit about what you experienced during COVID? I know that you had to close the tavern at the beginning. Um, yeah, you know, like everyone else, uh, it came upon us quite quickly. And um, one day we're, we're hearing about it. The next day we're getting warned that uh, there might be some ramifications for the industry. Um, and then within a few days, we're told that we're going to be shutting down. Um, so it wasn't something you could, you know, put wrap your mind around and get prepared for. It was something that you had to kind of deal with on the fly. So on the 16th of March of last year, that was our last day to be open and have customers in the restaurant. Uh, and we did have some people in. And initially, early in the day, we were able, we were able to be open till 10 o'clock. And then at five o'clock, they made an announcement we had to be closed by eight o'clock. So obviously things were getting a little out of control. And um, so I had to make some decisions, you know, quickly. Um, it was the day before St. Patrick's Day. 
uh, I had 400 pounds of corned beef and expectations of having my normal, you know, really busy, really great St. Patrick's Day. So I couldn't sit on it. Um, and so what we did is we just decided right away we were going to start doing to go and delivery and um, people needed to eat. So um, I hadn't done to go and delivery on a, on a platform as far as like something uh, like a Grubhub or Seamless, uh, but I signed up for them. So within a couple of weeks, I was able to uh, do delivery and to go food. And um, it, uh, it, it really worked out well. Did you have to make any alterations in your menu during this time? You know, initially we had to uh, because uh, we were kind of limited to how we could operate and function. Um, but within a short amount of time, uh, we started running the, the dinner menu full time. So we would run it from uh, 12 noon until at the, in the beginning. I think we were able to stay up until 10. Uh, for to go and delivery, or that was our decision. Um, we were trying to minimize the amount of uh, workers and the number of hours just because the revenue was down so much um, and you wanted to keep people working. So we, we, we never closed. Uh, some people uh, were able to get on unemployment, but um, we kept everybody working as that, could, that needed to, and uh, I think it was helpful to them and, and obviously to, to us. Did you uh, expect your workers to be tested for COVID? Yeah, everybody everybody was tested fairly regularly. Um, initially, it was really hard to get a test uh, because if you didn't exhibit symptoms. So we immediately set up anyone who was working, you know, as soon as masks were issued as mandatory. I always have a, a big supply of masks, gloves, the whole nine yards. We already had gloves full time because that's necessary by the Department of Health. Um, but getting masks and get everybody to function in, you know, in a little uh, you know, more conscious manner, I think by doing that, um, you know, we were able to get on top of it very quickly. Did you have to let any of your staff go? I didn't let anyone go. I, I just didn't have uh, enough shifts for people to work. So some people were able to collect unemployment and some people were able to work. Uh, initially, because I got the PPP, um, I paid everybody a salary, um, even if they weren't working for the first two months of the, uh, of the PPP. Uh, and then at that point in time, I'd blown through that. So then some people went on unemployment until I could get more working. And I think uh, when we finally got some outdoor seating, we were able to get more people working. And so at one point we were up to, I think our, normally we have 28 full and part-time employees. We were up to somewhere around 22 or so. So we were, we had a lot of people back to work. Some people just did not want to come back. You mentioned uh, you had PPP. Can you tell us exactly what that is? Yeah, it's, it's government funding. Um, it's called the Payment Protection Program. The money is to, um, it's earmarked for certain items. Uh, 60% is mandatory for payroll. And the other 40% can either be used to pay um, your utilities um, and that sort of thing and rent. So it's really earmarked for three things. So if you use it for anything other than that, it becomes a loan and not a grant. Oh. So it's important that I uh, maintain 
the proper usage of the funds, because if I don't, I'm going to be stuck having it as a loan. And it was a significant amount of money. Uh, so I can't afford that. It's helping me tremendously, but there's already enough pressure on the business. Uh, just so the listeners know, you know, this is New York City and it's the winter and we've had some pretty cold days and a bit of snow recently. And uh, you've been doing outdoor dining. So can you tell us again, describe your outdoor dining setup and tell us how that's been going for you? We, we were able to get uh, Jane Street closed. And when we were able to get Jane Street closed, uh, it gave us the ability to set up a dining area outside. Uh, originally, when we set it up, it was in the, uh, in the, in the like August. And so I was able to set up planter boxes as a perimeter. Um, so it, we had a, it had a really nice open feeling to it underneath the trees and the stars and the sun. And it was quite really, really quite nice. And, it, and so we had basically 28 seats on the street. And then we had some seating on the sidewalk. So all total, we had like 40 seats outside. So when the weather was nice, we could actually do quite a good amount of business having the outdoors um, because we didn't get the indoors until October. Sounds like lovely to sit out there in the summertime, but what happened with the snowstorms? Once everything started getting a little bit cooler um, and I bought some tents. And so I bought uh, three tents. They're 10 feet by 20 feet. They're 10 feet wide and 20 feet long. So I have a tented area, which is 60 feet by 10 feet. So about 600 square feet. And um, I have the tables pretty much in the same arrangement I had before, but now people are protected. I have sides on the tent, which helps keep the wind and everything else down. And when the weather's nice, we bring the sides up and, you know, it's, it's really great. Do you have heat lamps? I do. Tell us about your involvement with the surrounding community. There's an organization called Frontline Foods. We did Frontline Foods. We had a customer who was a regular customer here uh, who came in um, right when we were getting ready to close and said, listen, I'm working with uh, a new company uh, and I'm, it's a charitable company and it's called Frontline Foods and we'd like to have you guys participate. And we said, sure, we'd love to. And so we were able to sign up with them. But we did, uh, I think, three or four uh, deliveries with Frontline in mind. We did the precinct, we did the hospital, uh, and uh, you know, a few others. You had told us that you and your wife had COVID. Do you want to discuss that? I mean, I'd be happy to. I mean, I found out that I had COVID on the what would have been the twentieth. So Friday, the twentieth. Um, I was uh, diagnosed with COVID and my wife as well. And we immediately went into quarantine and uh, we quarantined for two weeks. Um, I had very light symptoms, uh, really nothing, uh, you know, to write home about. Uh, my wife, on the other hand, she uh, had uh, a more adverse reaction to the, uh, to the COVID. So she had a cough for, you know, easily the week, but uh, she ran a fever for eight days um, and she still has a little bit of a lingering cough. We both lost our taste of sense and smell, which is, uh, which was really kind of very strange and, you know, not enjoyable by any stretch. Um, but um, yeah, so we both came through it pretty well and 
we were tested a few weeks after that and we both were tested positive for the antibody. And um, so, uh, you know, we, we both fortunately or unfortunately had it early and uh, nothing too serious that we couldn't deal with at home. Did you get your taste back? I got mine back probably in a couple of weeks. And then Marianne, uh, hers took a, a little longer to return. And I don't think she has it 100% as of now. Right now, uh, we had you had indoors, which is only recent, 25% capacity. But they, I think they've changed it, and it's going to be 35%. That's got to be wonderful for you. Can you tell us about that? Yeah. I mean, we were, we've been at uh, 25% for, I guess... We started on the what, 12th of February. So it's just been, uh, you know, not, not even two weeks yet. And they decided we could go to 35% the city. Some people would say it's very generous. I, on the other hand, would say, why don't we just go to 50%? I get bearing on the side of caution, but I think we've been a little too cautious um, with regard to dealing with it. And, you know, I'm not a scientist, but I know that the transmission rate in restaurants is exceedingly low. And I know that I do everything I can to ensure the safety and do and proper protocol to make people comfortable and happy and safe. Um, so, you know, 35% is going to be great. It gives me eight additional seats. So that's, it's, listen, it's anytime you're getting more, it's, it's good. But again, we're still at only 35%. So I'm normally at 74 and I'm going to be at 26 seats. So I understand that, uh, you know, the city and maybe the state, I don't know, they send around inspectors to uh, make sure that people are in compliance um, with the, uh, the protocols. If you had any issues with these inspections or with the inspectors? I haven't had any adverse issues. I've had every uh, major agency come and visit. Um, so I've had the fire department in a number of times. I've had the police department in a number of times. I've had the DOT in a number of times. Uh, SLA has been in. We haven't had any issues, um, no fines or, or anything like that. So there have been uh, obviously many, many challenges during COVID, what do you think is the most challenging issue that you have encountered? I believe the length of time that this has been going on. When it started, you know, you thought it was going to be something that was short-lived. And from reports that from different people on the government, everyone led you to believe it was going to be over in a few months. Um, so I think that the hardest part has just been, it's, it, it's very much like Groundhog Day. It just doesn't end for business people, you know, to not, you know, how you're going to make the next day. It's tough. Do you see the light at the end of the tunnel begin to open up? I do. Yeah, I do. Oh. Feeling that if I could make it to April 1st, I would be in a much better position to survive, um, predicated on the weather and then indoor seating. And uh, so I would be in a place to, uh, hopefully it gets a restaurant up and, you know, getting to its, well, I, I, it's going to take a long time until it gets back to its normal numbers, but to get to where, you know, it's affordable again. 
Well, you've, you're almost there in April, so you made it. Congratulations. Yes, what thank you, you. What do you consider the new normal for the restaurants and for, for Tavern on Jane? I think that the new normal is just going to be, people are just going to be, I think, a little bit more cautious about what they do and, and, and their environment. Um, and I hope that once we've all had our vaccines and we've been able to get that out of the way and uh, move that forward it's i think going to come in stages and so i think the new normal will change as we move forward i think that it's going to take a period of time for normal to return and you know it may not ever be what it's been here in the past um, but you know i'm hopeful that uh, that we're able to uh, keep people comfortable happy um, and then I can be profitable, <laughs> obviously, but it's hard to imagine the new normal completely. Exactly. It's, 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 it's totally new territory. Uh, nobody's ever been through anything like this before. So, you know, as they say, we're all going through it together. Yes. I mean, and, and listen, you know, I guess we can all be, uh, you know, get a little bit down on ourselves or get down on it. And feel like we're the only ones, and it's it's so not the case because as you look across the city and you look at other businesses and what people are trying to do, um, they're suffering in this industry everywhere, and not just this industry, but you know across the board. Um, so there is solace that there are other people you know traveling this road with you. You only hope that everybody's able to, you know, come out on the other side and, uh, and, and have it be, you know, a memory. Absolutely. Absolutely. If people want to know more about Tavern on Jane. Yeah. It's just tavernonjane.com is our, is our webpage. And then we're on like Instagram and Facebook and, uh, and other social media platforms. If you go to like Yelp or Google, um, we have five stars on Google, okay. uh, which is pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. And then on Yelp, I think we're 4.5 stars. So we have a really uh, good uh, rating and following. So, yeah, we, we you can find us. Perfect. And tell the folks where you're located in New York City. Yeah, we're in the uh, beautiful West Village. We're located on the corner of Jane Street and 8th Avenue, which is three blocks south of 14th. And uh, come and pay us a visit. Michael, thank you so much for being with us today. Well, I really appreciate it. And uh, thank you guys so much for having me. And um, I look forward to continuing our discussion when we were able to hang out here. Absolutely. You know, Kat and I are going to be there. Excellent. I look forward to it, guys. Thanks for joining us today. We'd love to hear from you, so please send your comments and questions to info at nowletstalkthepodcast.com and check out our website at nowletstalkthepodcast.com. Stay safe, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>